Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of the Because We Went to Therapy podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Emily. And today we have our best friend, Courtney Carr, on. We're so excited to have her. We're going to be talking all things college, friendships, um, spilling the tea, all things University of Illinois, all that good stuff. But first, we thought it'd be fun for all three of us to start off with a actually curious question. So question of the week is, how does one's school environment affect their education? Em, do you want to go first? Sure. I think for for me, I went to a pretty large high school and it was pretty competitive. Like I, I had never been to a public school before high school. So I wasn't sure, like in um, in Catholic school, it was all just focused on like God and Jesus and not really education. <laughs> so then when I went to a public high school, it was like, okay, now you have to do really well in math, science, because everyone here wants to go to U of I. Literally everyone at York wanted to go to U of I or some big 10 school. So it was like, you need to do really well. So I feel like I was like always in AP classes, always trying to do the best. And so that was kind of stressful. Um, and then in college, it was like hard to balance going to a party school and then also going to a school with like pretty high academic focus. Mm -hmm. I feel like Courtney and I are going to have very similar answers because yeah. we both went to really small rural high schools in <laughs> central and southern Illinois. And like I've mentioned before, my graduating class was like 50 people. So literally from the time that I started kindergarten I went to the same school district until I graduated high school and knew everybody in every grade knew their entire families extended families we all lived within like one square mile of each other basically so there was no getting away with anything that not everybody knew about and U of I was almost like unattainable to people Mm -hmm. In my school, I feel like that was like the best school almost that most people would like a couple people from every class would go there. And I remember a teacher even discouraged me from going to U of I because they thought it was they thought it was like too good for me. And I was like, okay, well, you showed them. <laughs> right. Like I had we had one school guidance counselor and they were basically no use. And I had no idea like what other Big Ten schools were. I only applied to U of I and then a couple schools in the South because I had no idea where I wanted to go to college. I knew nothing about college besides basically what the South, like what was, yeah, basically. Like, I could not imagine <laughs> you in a Southern school. Like maybe in college, I I could I could have imagined you. Come on, the Chevron. But now. <laughs> yeah, like in co like yes, but like from a, I don't know. I just I just couldn't like your. I almost went to school in Texas. I know you almost I, went to Baylor, right? No, I almost went to TCU. <laughs> Is Baylor even in Texas, or did yeah. I? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Baylor. I don't oh, know. Waco. I isn't that where that like cult Chip was? And Joanna. Yes, and oh. that cult. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Chip and Joanna. 
but literally like a couple people from my class also went to U of I with me and then basically like everyone went to the same couple schools either U of I Illinois State Southern Illinois that's it maybe a couple yeah. other small schools in the area but we had like two AP classes they, the school didn't pay for you to take the AP test. You had to pay on your own. They didn't really even help you study for it. So, I mean, there was just like no preparation for college at all. I mean, I had a good high school experience, I feel like, but it was definitely eye-opening going into college and having all these people, having taken like all these advanced classes in high school. And I remember, Courtney, I don't know if you were in the same thing, but they offered, when I was admitted to U of I, it was like a special math class that I went to during freshman orientation over the summer. And it was basically like your, I think it was calculus. And basically they offered like additional discussion sections every week in smaller groups. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically for kids that went to small rural high schools <laughs> for like extra help. And I remember I went during freshman orientation and I was asking kids around because I was really, really bad at, like, I'm still really bad at math. And I was really bad at math in high school. And I remember asking kids around me, like, is this for people that are like slow in math or really bad at math? And they're like, oh no, I took like AP calc and all this shit in high school. I'm like, um, I like almost failed my pre-calc class my senior year of high school. So I don't think I'm going to take this. <laughs> I only had to take stat, stat 100, I think, um, in college. So, like, I wasn't that worried about it because I was in a business. I wasn't in the business school. I was in the media school. Oh, So, yeah. and I nailed stat 100. Like, I had, like, a 97 <laughs> in that class. Oh, my gosh. But I'm not good at, like, calculus or trig or any of yeah, that. Like, what take... is the purpose I have no idea. I did take a couple pre-calc and business calc classes in college, and it was literally horrible, and I used none of it. I don't know what it was for. I don't remember what calculus is. I have no idea, and mm -hmm. it just caused me so much pain. <laughs> I look back, and I'm like, why did I have to do that? Why was I forced to do that? I like – so – I also went to a small high school like Ashley. I graduated with 72 people. Um, I did like, we didn't have AP classes at all. Um, like it was just like not an option. So we could take like some of our teachers, um, actually one of them was Alexis's dad, Mr. Burns. Um, he had like, if they had their master's degree, they could, there was like this program that we did with like a, um like a community college so like I had like 15 college credits coming in to freshman year so I almost had like a semester of college done but only in like history and English because like only two of our teachers had um their masters so like in one was the English teacher and one was like the world history teacher so like I came in with like somewhat useful credits but like yeah I didn't take any AP classes like I did not even know they existed until I came to college and then I also like knew U of I was a really good school obviously but it's it's like 
so highly ranked for like very like because of the engineering school um and the business school but like I not that I wasn't I wasn't in a good school but I went to the the media school because I was an advertising major so it was like a little bit different for me and it's one of the best advertising programs in the country but almost if you're like on that creative track and like strategic track which is not what I I work at in advertising but I don't do either one of those like I'm a program manager so like I'm more on like the business side of things so I wish I would have just been a business major because I feel like I would have learned things like more quickly and don't you feel like it was hard going into college like knowing what you wanted to do I know we both like really didn't know what we wanted to do because I like there was no guidance there was no help (laughs) no our guidance I still remember her name I like she was something else. She was like the weirdest person I've ever met in my life, to be honest. They were like, like the our definition. Sponsors were like there because they had to be there, not because they were useful in any way. She, she like d- wasn't there full time either. So that was like the other confusing thing. She like only worked there a couple days a week. Um, and she also told me like, she told me I probably wouldn't get into U of I, but like she got me confused with my older sister who had graduated two years. <laughs> Sorry, Kaylee. I mean, that probably was true. <laughs> but I was like, I, I was like, no, that's not me. That's my Kaylee's older like, sister. I'm smart, okay. Just because I'm a pageant queen like, doesn't mean I'm not smart, okay. <laughs> I had like a, I had like a three point nine in in high school, and I did every extracurricular activity because there was nothing to do. Like I, like I was on like National Honor Society. I did like every sport at some point in high school that I could possibly do not well but I like had them on I was I was Miss Black Diamond I was a 2012 Miss Black Diamond days um my real claim to fame um that's why she's on but the show. yeah I've introduced you yeah. on the episode we have the 2012 Miss Black Diamond days <laughs> I have my crown somewhere I think it made the move with me First I don't know what it is. Interview. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, not even getting paid for this shit. <laughs> oh my god, it will be this year. Maybe I should go back. Do you have to go Every, back to the I, county fair? Um, no, because I wasn't a county fair queen. I never ran. I oh, did okay. one pageant. I said, let's finish on top. <laughs> We're not doing another. One and done. I want to so, keep a perfect record. So since your pageant days are long gone, tell us uh, about who you are now. Oh, my God. It feels weird telling you guys this because I feel like you know everything about me. Nope, um, I live in Chicago with my fiance, Andrew. Um, I'm a program manager at a digital advertising agency. Um and that basically means that I just like run uh, the project management piece for one of our bigger clients. Um, so I oversee the PM team on that. And then I just like do a lot of financial things that are really boring that I won't get into. Um, I have yep. a dog. Okay. <laughs> I have a dog named Charlie. I've had him for almost 14 years my little angel boy um he's a shih tzu he's the light of my life um what oh, else charlie I've he's been... the podcast mascot <laughs> yeah he's like a 
dog that's like a cat that doesn't really like other like other animals. He just likes other people, except for Blex. Yeah, um, he likes me though. <laughs> he does like well, you, even though I'm like highly allergic to dogs. <laughs> he doesn't lick anyone though, so I and he doesn't shed, so I feel like you're like you guys can coexist. Just he yeah. can't get too friendly. I mean, every time um, I come to Chicago, I stay at your place, so I live. I now I have a guest room. Yes. And you won't have to sleep on an air mattress. Um, what else should I... <laughs> I don't even know what else I should say about myself. Um, what's exciting we, about me? We all went to college together. We were all in the same yes. sorority. Yeah. That's how We've we been met. friends for like almost 10 years now. And we yeah. literally talked almost every day for 10 years. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. That's legitimately crazy. Which is why we wanted to have you on the podcast today, because I feel like our friendship... Because I know everything about you guys. <laughs> um, keep it PG. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, but we wanted to have you on the podcast today, because we want to talk about the the difference in our friendships in college versus now and just how we've grown and how college was, you know, really fun, but kind of a shit show at times. And some of the things that we did <laughs> weren't the greatest. Um, so yeah, we want to get into all of that. I mean, yeah. just to start off, our college routines were like, wake up at 10, go to one class, come home, go to Starbucks, go to the sorority house to eat mac and cheese and chicken fingers, and then walk home and then go to the bar and stay out till 2 a.m. like every day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. And sometimes the class part didn't always happen, to be honest. If I'm I'm speaking for myself, I, I'm not going to speak for the two of you. I definitely skipped more classes than than you both did. I definitely did a good amount of skipping when I could. But, I mean, the culture at U of I when we went there, it's still the same now, I'm sure. But we were rated, like, the number one party school our sophomore year, I think, when we went there. And it was very, I mean. And we were so proud of that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so proud. I used to. I would share that on Facebook all the time. I'd be like, sure. look at all these people I went to high school with. I was like, look how cool I am because I did not do yep. shit in high school. I was so boring. I thought I was literally the coolest. Like, and it's not, it really like looking back, it's not that cool. We were and like, the school was like so ashamed of it. Yeah. And we were like, take that against you. Like we're so much right. better than you. Like you might have like, nice weather but we're the number one party school and we go out in our pajamas like we don't have to go out in little dresses we go out in our pajamas and we were like we we're like also we're smart <laughs> yeah right we're like you can be homely looking and still thrive at u of i <laughs> well it depends bars, ashley yeah on what tier of a sorority you were in because oh that my was God. the end all be all about greek life for hours but the I wanted to mention the bars at U of I, you only had to be 19 to get in. And I mean, basic, like they'd serve anybody because the bartenders were also 19. So they weren't, once you were in, they weren't carding you. Yeah. So you would essentially go to a party, 
or pregame at say like 9 p.m. and then you would go to the bars at 11, you could be a freshman and be getting fucked up from like 18, 19 years old. Like it was. And if you were like. Ash, I feel like you didn't really drink in high school either. So I feel like if you were like, you had never had that experience, like you never really went to house parties and you never really drank. And then you like just smack dab run, like go into the whole bar scene. It's like, it felt so aggressive. Like I went from zero to 100 when it came to like any sort of like social drinking or like partying at, at all. Like, I just didn't do it, and then I was doing it every night. Yeah, same. I never drank in high school, and I remember when college started, I would get so severely sick all the time because I didn't know my limits, and there basically was no limits when you're going to these parties. Like, people are throwing beers at you, like jungle juice, like whatever, Mm -hmm. burnettes. You're taking poles all day, and I would just get so, so sick, and it was probably so dangerous, but... Yeah, looking back, like, there's no control. It just, uh, it's totally unlimited. Like, so much stuff is free, basically, if you're going to frat parties or pre-games, especially once you get into- Or if you know a bartender, like, they don't charge you for drinks. Yeah. It's It's just, like, insane. It's almost like you want to, at least this is how I felt freshman year, like, I wanted to go out as much as possible because I wanted to meet people, right, because- there was a lot of people from my high school that went to U of I, but no one I was particularly close with. So I definitely like when I first joined the sorority, I was like, okay, I want to go out to every pregame, every event, every single time. I remember I literally was sick one time and I still went to formal because I was like, no, I can't miss this. Like I was literally like, there's a pic, I have this picture and I'm so ghostly white because I literally had the flu, but I told <laughs> my boyfriend at the time I was like we're going and he was like are you sure and I was like no we're going and I have the pictures and I'm literally pale white because I was so sick not because I'm just pale in the winter but because I was sick and it was like what I look back at that now and I'm like what the hell like I'm over here telling my clients like if you need a sick day you need a mental health day it's totally fine me five eight years ago I didn't know how old I am was like no go (laughs) go to a party and drink all night when you're sick because that's gonna help it's crazy I feel like I was more timid. Like I was, I was like relatively timid, especially like first semester. But the like once we all started turning nineteen and we could get into the bars without doing passbacks, like because I'm besides the underage drinking part, like I'm a rule follower. I used to be like so nervous to do a passback. Like I would just like assume that it was never gonna work. I think I did it like once or twice. And I like had so much anxiety about it. And I was like, I've just, it's not worth it because like not everyone in our pledge class had like someone that could pass back to them so that it just like, wasn't also fun. Cause I'm like, I think I'm just like a little bit more shy. Well, I'm definitely more shy than Emily. I feel like Ashley, you and I are like, can be on the same level. Like I'm comfortable around the people that I talk to all the time, but like putting myself in like a, new situation where I don't know everyone I get like a little bit more like social anxiety so I I waited almost until everyone started to turn 19 so that we could all like go out together um I did not yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) no I definitely did because I was so afraid like if a bouncer was like 
I don't think this is you. I'm like, all right, bye. Like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Just let me, let me grab it. Yeah, I I'm am out. so non-confrontational. And I feel like we all kind of had yeah. similar um, journeys, I guess, into getting into Greek life. Because Emily and I were both um, 0.5. So we joined spring semester of our freshman year. And Courtney joined fall semester. Um, but most but I dropped the- out of recruitment, so I was like a snapid. So yeah, like I so just didn't even go through all of it. Yeah, awful. Yeah, legitimately yeah. awful. The whole thing. I don't think awful. my self esteem has was had never been so low, ever. Literally. You like come from like a small high school, and then you, where you know everyone, and then you get to U of I, and you're like everyone knows everyone here. Like I had no idea that so many people in Greek life were from the Chicago suburbs, like 90%. And then you get there and you're like, you're standing in line with all the girls who go into the house. And they're like, I know this girl and I know this girl. Oh, and like this girl, like she like dirty rushed me over the weekend. And you're like, I have like, I don't know anyone and I don't know what to talk about. I like sound probably sound like a hick. Like I was so anxious and then I just, like, didn't get anything I wanted back. And I was, like, this is not for me. I, like, called my mom crying. Also, my mom wanted me to shout her out because she listens oh, hey, to every Dana, episode. Aw, Dana. Um, she texted me today. And she said, hold on, I'll read what she said. <laughs> she texted me. You, I mean, she goes hard. You have to give me a shout out on Friday. I said, we're recording tonight. She goes, Okay, I'm so glad I caught you then. LOL. I'm listening to them right now on my way home from work. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, we love her. If you don't have Dana's energy, get on it. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Greek life is just really hard. And obviously, like, Greek life brought us each other. So that's amazing. But I feel like our friendships definitely were... Like, they took a long, at least in my perspective, maybe you guys feel differently, but at least in my perspective, I feel like they got deeper, like, junior and senior year. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I had a real conversation about, like, anything. And, like, I had a pretty terrible relationship in college, and I don't think you guys really knew how bad it was until, like, we broke up, which I think is just Mm -hmm. crazy because it's, like, I just – went through that all alone and that's on me right I'm like obviously not blaming you guys I just feel like that was also part of the culture was just like well you these are your drinking friends right and like it wasn't like I didn't think you guys would be there for me it was just like this is what we did right I also feel like living in the house like it was just so much drama (laughs) yeah like the first few weeks were like wonderful right like everyone it's like a big sleepover for the first time with like all the girls that you're friends with and then it just gets like kind of toxic over time like just because it's not like because one person is toxic just because it's like literally 55 girls in a house all the same age like all like going through this like weird experience sleeping in bunk beds like going out every night like acting like we're adults but like and we weren't like we were literally like i like children it felt like we were children Mm -hmm. so like I feel like after moving out of the house not that like it gets clicky but like just naturally like you kind of find the groups that you 
vibe with more like the people you vibe with more and then you just end up like your friendships become more genuine because you get to know that person better because you get like more like quality time together on your own accord not just because you live in the same house but because you're seeking out hanging out with that person whether it be at their apartment or like whatever it is so I also feel like it's just like a natural thing that happens because you have like 50 people you could talk to at one time who you all live with and then you gen like you just start to get more genuine with people that you grow closer with um I would say junior year was like my favorite year of college like we went out way too much but I can't I can't say I like regret a single thing about college at all like I truly loved it and I got like my best friends from it like I like you two Berardi and Cassie like are like family to me and will be for the rest of my life like I can't imagine not having the four of you in my life and I don't like I feel like going through that experience together even though there were arguments and like just like stupid like growing up shit and I mean like we would not be as close or like have as strong friendships as we do now if it weren't for those four years um even though probably like go ahead I was was gonna say even though it probably took like several years off of our lives (laughs) it was worth it (laughs) I was gonna say I don't regret anything either at all about college because I feel like it kind of brought us to where we're at right now but I feel like we all had a very unique like bonding experience I guess that you don't Mm -hmm. really get with friends that you're that you meet post-grad like you're not spending you're not living with them most likely you're not you know when you're in college you're never surrounded by as many people your own age just kind Mm -hmm. of of your own free will without a lot of the responsibilities that you have of post-grad life like yeah a lot of people have jobs and you have school to worry about but it's not like the full-time working and living on your own you know paying every single one of your bills type of lifestyle so I feel like also in college we all kind of had like we had our group but we also had like our own friendships and then especially senior year we all kind of like brought that Mm -hmm. more so together and formed Mm -hmm. like a really cohesive strong group that continued after college as well minus a few people yeah we lost some soldiers along the way but the (laughs) core group stayed true Mm -hmm. that is and I like I mean you wish them the best, but you, you just kind of like the people that are going to be lifers are going to be lifers. Like you guys are lifers, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, we all talk so much and are so close. Like, I feel like you guys are, I don't even really consider you friends. Like you guys are like my family, basically. I'm closer Literally. to you guys than most of my family, pretty much everyone besides right. my parents. <laughs> and like, I'm not afraid to tell you guys anything. We talk legitimately. It's like a stream of consciousness, like, all the time. We have a constant group text going. Like, we don't see so each other. <laughs> but- no, Ash, wait. I have to point something out from over the weekend because Cassie and I were talking about it yesterday because we were together. 
And we were talking about the wedding plate thing. And Cassie was like, Ashley coming in with the most Ashley Cam comment ever in the group chat with the leg missing. We were like, A, <laughs> does she know that those plates have that? Like, who who knows that? <laughs> Second of all, you, we were just like going back and forth. And you were like, the one thing you're going to have to worry about, though, is. And I was like, oh, she's just going to be like, oh, like finding enough plates or like making sure things are the same size. <laughs> and you're like, those those typically have blood poisoning. <laughs> you could poison such... everyone at your wedding. Ashley <laughs> so always comes in with the most random ass texts. It's just, it, we're all just like, we, I'm sure we all read them, which is like, uh, okay. <laughs> so the best part was she was like, specifically like those clear tinted like the glass tinted plates and Brody was like, Oh, I have some of those. My mom threw to them for I've been eating off of them for years. <laughs> and that's also a classic Berardi response. It's like to like textbook. We were dying yesterday. Uh, we all have so very funny. specific personalities in our group, which is what makes it fun. Yes. We spice it up. Yes. Yeah. We really do. I don't even know how to describe them, but we each bring something Actually, I feel like we could describe it. Berardi, pure chaos. Like, absolutely (laughs) chaotic. You never know what's coming out of her mouth. And that's terrifying, but also very exciting sometimes. That's why we love her. She's so funny. Cassie is, like, the voice of reason. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but she's just, like, calming. Like, she has, like, a calming energy about her she tries and I feel to like she... uh, bring the positivity like she won't like yeah. we'll be talking shit about something <laughs> say like a pop culture thing and Cassie would be like well I feel like they try or a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> she'd be like oh I don't know I kind of liked it <laughs> we're like yeah. oh okay never mind guess we're all going to hell <laughs> yeah, she has to add that in there for her conscience <laughs> That's something we've definitely established. The four of us, minus Cassie, are definitely <laughs> not going to the right place. Wait, you got to describe me and Ashley, Courtney. Emily, I like several words come to mind. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't, <laughs> I'm not going to say any of them. <laughs> no, you're definitely hands down the most outgoing in the best way like I think you push us all out of like our comfort zones in like certain situations and like I feel like a lot of the like scenarios and memories that we have we wouldn't have had if it weren't for you like pushing us or like talk do you know what I mean like talking to someone at at a bar or like you know like just like we could be out in public and you like go up to someone and then we're like with them for the rest of the day like things like that, like you just like constantly are kind of pushing us to be a little bit more out of our comfort zones in a good way. But you don't like push us out of our comfort zones. You do it. And then we just like kind of like feed off of your energy. Like you are the most fun. Like you, like you bring, like when we're all five like out together, like we know you're going to be like the fun chief. I love that. Or, like, not even out, just, like, together. Yeah. Like, you're going to say the most off-the-wall shit. You and Berardi. 
I actually I feel like I Berardi's come like somewhat predictable to me, but I actually don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth a lot of the time. What I'm gonna do. If we ever need somebody to argue about politics, like we just look to Berardi and Emily and like <laughs> Yeah, talking about like Like, somebody at a bar. Like, why the fuck don't you believe in women's rights? (laughs) Remember Berardi for years would just if a guy came up to her at a bar, she would say like, "Do you believe in abortion? Are you pro-choice?" Her her thing was, "Do you believe that being gay is a choice for a while?" And like, oh yeah, they would say they answered, and she would go, she would be like, "Get the fuck out! (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever speak to me again!" And we would be like. Behind her, like hell yeah, like around, videotaping yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, why do you think that way? <laughs> well, okay, you gotta you gotta finish Ashley, and then I want to move on to something. Um, Ashley is like, I would say you're you're like the glue. You're constantly checking in on everyone, like making sure everyone's doing okay. You're like the cheerleader. Like you, you're a hype man. You really are. I appreciate that about you. Thank you so much. Wait, what the fuck am I? (laughs) Fuck you, Emily. God, the forgotten one, I guess. No. Oh, okay. That's funny because (laughs) people used to refer to us in college as Courtney and them. None of us had names. We were just Courtney and them. So, yeah, Courtney. Like your entourage. Shut up up with your sob story about the forgotten one. (laughs) As it should be, you guys. Okay, but that. Just because. We had some serious haters in college well i should say courtney had yeah it was, serious haters I it was literally just because girls didn't like me and we never knew why i was always i genuinely i go out of my way to be nice like i go out of my way to make a really good first impression and then i just i guess i fall short like i guess i'm just not as nice as i think i am so no, i think a I lot of it now looking back is rooted in jealousy because people would be so mean to us for no reason that I could clearly see. And I think a lot of it is just like when you're in college and I mean, you're worried about things that we're not worried about now. Like you're worried about boys and going out and looking good Mm -hmm. and shit like that. And you see somebody else that you think has that and you just get mean and it makes no sense Mm -hmm. to me, but because I remember when I was trying to be friends with everybody. (laughs) Everyone liked you, Ashley. No one disliked you. Mm-hmm. But I literally had a girl come up to me at a bar and be like, stop wearing that color lipstick and also dye your hair back. It looks awful. I was like, and then I bought her a drink. And then I bought her a drink. I was like, oh, she's somewhat being nice to me. That was like the nicest thing she'd said to me. Said to me, like, she was in our sorority too. Remember how my mom popped off at that? She was, <laughs> she was like, I'm going to fucking kill her. My mom is the queen of lipstick, so when she heard that, she almost lost her shit. <laughs> Joan, Joan had my back. I called my mom crying that night, and my mom was like, "I'm gonna dry to champagne right now and kill her." I was like, "Dana, <laughs> <laughs> that was I, not the that was I, not the goal." <laughs> I feel like girls were really mean, honestly. Like to like, I was like, I have like a couple different groups. Definitely, like, mm-hmm. got closest to you guys junior and senior year because you guys were the ones that were there for me the most after my break, 
breakup. Um, and obviously like we're still friends now. So it's a, it was the mm-hmm. real deal. But like, I had a lot of people talk to me about how awful you guys were. And like, I didn't see that obviously, because you were like, Courtney, like, is the Courtney, this is how I describe you. Like you would die for any of us like you are truly like that person who like like when you were like threatening like to beat up my ex-boyfriend like and like it was not like one of those like joking things it was like serious like you are just you're such a ride or die kind of person and I think that's why I could see that then obviously I know that 100% now but I think that's why like I always thought what are people saying because like this is these things aren't true about you because you are such a person who will if like if Courtney Carr loves you like she will be there for you 100% and so I think people just didn't get to know you and they just made assumptions and that's not fair to anyone like and I'm sure we all do it too but that was definitely something that I noticed in college like having ears in different groups like people Mm -hmm. saying those things and it's like well, no, like you don't, you guys don't know her and you're just making assumptions about somebody. And I think that's a lesson that we could all learn is that like, stop talking yeah. shit <laughs> unless you like know someone. That was like the most, out of, like not even the going out so much, like that was the most triggering part of college for me. Like just being like, I genuinely, like, I don't know why these girls don't like me. Like I don't, like I definitely don't talk to any of the guys they like, like I, like, I don't, like, I, like, I have no idea. Like, I've never done anything to them. Um, That was, like, the hardest part. Because I had never really, like, that had never really happened to me before. Like, I never had any sort of experience like that. Because I knew everyone I went to high school with from the time I was, like, in pre-K to the time I graduated high school. So, like, it was just, like, a totally different experience. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm, like, so hot. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I think some of it is because, like, we were always having so much fun. And a lot of times we just didn't. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we were so close. And we would get in arguments and stuff with each other. But, I mean, look at us today. It's been almost 10 years and we're still best friends. And a lot of people that were our aggressors in college don't talk to anyone anymore so clearly there was something real there with us and like we always had each other's backs and that's something that's special about our friendship too is we're not afraid to call each other out if we disagree with something whether it's like a stand somebody takes or an opinion or what somebody does we'll be like you know, that's kind of fucked up or I disagree or my opinion's different. And I think in a lot of friendships, people aren't comfortable enough to do that. But I'm like, one of us can disagree with each other. And I don't think that that means that you guys aren't going to talk to me anymore. It just means you disagree and that's okay. And I think that's something that really makes a friendship stronger is when you can, you know, I mean, there's five of us, like, of course, we're all going to have different opinions. We all have different upbringings, different families. We live in different areas now. So it's nice to be able to acknowledge that, like, Emily Mm -hmm. hates the Kardashians. Courtney and I love the Kardashians, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to clarify something, though, because I feel like I've been fighting for my life when it comes to Kim lately, which... I don't know what that Vanity Fair interview was, and I do not stand beside her. I'm going on the record and saying that just in case I get canceled or anything. I find the Kardashians fascinating. I don't always agree with them, but you cannot tell me that they're not the most one of the one of the most fascinating 
families because they made this empire out of being attractive. Like that's it. But only one of them is like actually a model. It blows my mind. Like I just, I will, and I mean, I do like him. The others I can kind of take or leave, but I do like him. See, and like, from a psychological it's standpoint, it's very interesting. Yeah. And yeah. That's a good point, Ashley, too. And I because I feel like in college, though, it was a little bit like when we disagreed with each other, it was kind of like all out fights. Like if mm-hmm. one of us didn't want to go out, it was like fucking um, the end of the end of the life of people. They were like, yeah. you, you don't want to go out for the seventh night in a row. What is wrong with you? And it's like. Maybe I remember this one time, Courtney, we were, we were getting drinks at a downtown champagne bar and like, we were all going to go out after, but you said you wanted to go home and hang out with Andrew. And I was so offended. I was like, I can't believe you want to go home. Who was Andrew? With your boyfriend. Um, so <laughs> um, but it's like now if you, if we were all hang, like, we don't all live in the same space. So usually when we are together, like it's, mm-hmm. we're together, but like, if let's just say we did live in the same place and you were like, I'm pretty tired. I'm going to go home and just like hang out with Andrew. I'd be like, cool. Like have fun, like, go get some rest, girl. But I feel like in college, it wasn't like that. I think, especially, like, senior year, we were, like, we need to make every possible memory together. Like, we have one last year. Like, we need to go out every single night. We need to do this every single night. And, like, I probably, like, second semester of senior year was probably, like, the hardest for me, I think, out of, like, college in general. Because I think I was so terrified of, like, changes so we would like in like we would react on each other because it was like we were scared for like what was coming next I feel like I felt like I feel like that pressure to like do something every single night was a lot less like freshman through junior year like I never really felt that but like definitely senior year we would put so much pressure like we made like an 80 something like list bucket list I, I don't think we ended up doing like most of it but like we, we just, like, had such high expectations for that year. And I also think that, like, when it was coming towards the end, that's why I felt like I was struggling, like, so hard. Mm-hmm. Because, I, like, I didn't have a job lined up. Like, I felt like everyone but Emily and I, like, knew what we were doing. Like, knew what was going on post-grad. And then, like, Emily and I were like, do we just move to Chicago? And with no job. And my parents were like, are you high? Like, who's paying for that? Yeah, we talked about this last week. It was (laughs) on the podcast last week. I genuinely, we were like, oh my God, like, let's, like, let's, like, drive up one weekend and just, like, look at apartments. With what money? Literally. If I bought a car, hey, I need need you to drop $1,500 for me to, like, but I'm not going to have a job. Like, maybe I'll waitress or something. Um, XOXO, like, thanks. You literally yeah that was I know. it could have been a plan we could have had a very different life Emily I know. we could be dating athletes right now instead of consultants <laughs> damn it <laughs> and as we're both engaged to consultants <laughs> you win for stability yeah. but you're you're right Courtney I think there was a lot of expectations on senior year yeah because we didn't know if we'd all be in the same place and I at the same time, though, I do feel like that brought us closer because I remember having like so many genuine conversations about like our families, yeah. about like our fears, about our um, worries, right? Like I remember crying on the on your couch a couple times. Like I slept over like a lot senior year. Like I, I feel like we got so close, and it was because yes, we like you were saying, like we 
decided to hang out with each other. It wasn't like we were just all living in the house and like we got vulnerable, which is something that Ashley and I are really big on this podcast about. It's like being mm-hmm. vulnerable brings you closer to people. And when you open up and you start to like, Courtney and I have some shared life experiences, right? So like when you start to talk to people about that, you realize, okay, one, you're not alone. And two, it brings your friendship so deep. And now like Ashley was saying, like, we're not afraid to say anything to each other. And I think that's, that's really special because if you if you're afraid to like be your true self with your friends and like who can you be your true self right. with, then it's something I really appreciate with you guys that you let me be that fun, crazy, outgoing, weird person and like don't judge me. Like, sure, you might laugh at me and like take videos of me, which whatever, but <laughs> it's, it's all in the name of love, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel like I'm my truest self when I'm around you guys and Andrew. And I genuinely mean that because I think like, like you said, I also like the shared experience thing. I feel like, and Ashley probably, I, I like, I'm actually curious if you felt the same way, like coming from a small town, you, I feel like you are so afraid to share with like some of your high school friends because small towns are so gossipy. And like, if you tell someone something and then it, it comes out like, or like anything and then then you know who who was like saying it and if it's one of your genuine friends like that sucks like that hurts so bad when you confide in someone and then like the whole town knows like a week later so I felt like I I came into college just like kind of with like a natural guard up like I just I come from a big family like I was like always so self-conscious like I never wanted anyone to talk about us or like and my family's kind of crazy. I love them, but they're like actually insane. And I feel like it. I didn't when I was in high school. I felt like only my family like had any sort of issue or any sort of problem. Like I didn't understand that every family has issues and problems because I wasn't talking to anyone yeah. about about anything I was experiencing at home, and I wasn't asking them for anything that they were experiencing at home either because I just did not ever want to get on the subject of it not that I was experiencing anything anything like out of the ordinary it was just like I mean I I come from like my parents are divorced and like that was hard and like none of my high school friends like their all their parents were together and I feel like when we like we're all in college together it's kind of like a clean slate and you're you're meeting people that you you don't, they don't know anything about your background. Like they can't gossip about your family or whatever. Like they have it, like, it's never going to get back to people that from like your other life. So I felt like I just, the, the closer we got, the more comfortable we all became like obviously opening up to each other. And it like opened my eyes up in a way that I can't even explain because I genuinely thought that like only weird shit or hard stuff, like, like, emotionally heart challenging things to navigate happened in my world with my family and like we all have like I don't mean to speak for every like the two of you but we all have family challenges and that was like the biggest thing for me I never ever talked about that with anybody in my life prior except for like my siblings um and I like you guys know everything about me. Like when I'm feeling any type of way, like I confide, maybe I don't confide in the group chat, but I confide in one of you because I know that that like one of you has that shared experience. Like, Oh, I'm really struggling with like this. And I know you also have dealt with this. Like, Mm -hmm. like, 
how did you get through it? Or like, it's just like also just someone that can listen to you because they know exactly how you feel. And that is just like so much easier for me to open up to someone who like has that shared experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely feel the same way about our high school experience too, because like living in a small town, you're afraid to tell anyone anything because you're like, if this person tells one person, literally your entire high school is going to know so you just don't tell anyone anything and because you know what it's like when a scandal gets out like oh someone's parents are getting divorced or like someone had Mm -hmm. an affair and it's like on the freaking front page of the newspaper like everybody knows and everybody gossips about it probably I'm sure this happens in like larger communities too but especially in small towns where you know everybody really intimately so and you feel like you can't go anywhere and then without everyone looking at you and like I don't I genuinely like I don't like I'm not saying I don't like attention at all but I don't like but it has to be like on my own terms like I have you know what I mean like I don't want to walk in the room and have everyone look at me and like know something about me whether it be positive or negative like I'd like to fly more like under the radar and like in a small town, you go anywhere, you like you genuinely will run into five people you know. Like I when I go home, I like do not leave my mom and dad's house. Just because I like not not because I don't wanna I guess it, that that's not true. Like I I just you social interaction. Yeah. That and it's just like I don't even know like we haven't talked in like five years. It's just hard. I don't know. Just yeah. a weird scenario. But yeah, and obviously I can't relate to the small town um, feeling, but I think it's really cool, Courtney, that you, because I didn't know that you had never talked about that stuff before. And so it's cool that you felt safe enough with us to share those things. And I think that's another thing that vulnerability does. It allows you to get close, like um, get closer and understand different things about each other and understand that like, okay, you can, this is a safe person. And like, I'm going to go to this person if I'm dealing with this, or I'm going to go to this person if I'm dealing with that. And I think that is something that's pretty special because not every relationship Mm -hmm. or friendship that you have is on that level. And so when you're able to do that, it shows that like our friend, like we've had challenges, right? Like we've been friends for 10 years. So of course, like our friendships are going to have challenges and there's, you know, like, Ashley said that we've had some disagreements and whatnot, but like at the end of the day, I feel like we all have very similar values and morals. So even though like we're different on some things, I feel like our values and morals are the same, which allows us along with other things to be as close as we are. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. also the unique thing about having like a larger friend group is you might have different like we all have our relationship together, but we each have unique relationships with each other. Like, I feel like I could obviously hang out with anybody one-on-one and it'd be totally fine. But like, you know, I have the podcast with Emily. We have a little bit different relationship where we might talk about like sports and different categories of things that I might talk about with Cassie or Courtney or Berardi. And like Courtney was saying, different life experiences that people have had, but I don't love anybody more than a different person like I would die for literally any of you but it is interesting having a group dynamic where 
you have all these like interpersonal relationships with each other, but also the group dynamic dynamic too. And that can be mm-hmm. tricky for groups, I think at times. And that's why being in a sorority is hard because you're supposed right. to be friends with like 200 people or something. And that's just not always natural. I don't think it ever. Is. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like also like the like going back to your point about it being like a weird, like sometimes you're, like, the dynamic between one or two friends, like, I feel like, and I don't know if this was in my own head, but it almost feel like, felt like more of, like, a competition in college, like, oh, who's, like, really hanging out a lot this week, and now I just feel like we all feel so secure mm-hmm. in our friend, like, friendships with each other, like, it just, I, that is, like, not even, like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, so, like, Emily and Ashley, like, are going out together. They didn't tell any of us, but it, it was just because you guys had class together or something that day and you guys were talking about it. Like in college, I would have felt insecure that like I wasn't invited, but like now it's, it's not like I, that thought would not even cross my mind. You know what I mean? Like if Berardi and Cassie got dinner tomorrow night without me, I would not think twice oh, about it, about but me. in college, totally. right. Like it, yeah, like in exactly like I think in college we like all had too much of like a main character syndrome thing going on. We just like constantly thought that we were being left out, and it's like no, it's not that deep. It was never that deep. Like none of us, none of us intentionally ever like left anyone out. It just things happen like naturally, and I think the older you get and the more mature you get, like it, your relationships just become so much stronger because you're so much more secure in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I love that you mentioned that our friendships got more secure because as an attachment therapist, it is it has been really cool to see our friendship go from like more insecure on like the different dynamics and like, are they talking about me or like this or like, are they not including me because of this? And it's like now, I mean, we, Ashley and I live in different places than the three of you. And I never think that like, oh, like they probably aren't my friend anymore because they hang out so much. Like it's it's really fascinating, actually, when you think about attachment theory and you think about how our friendship went from, um, it's not like we had like a terrible relationship. It was just like, we went from more insecure around that dynamics to very secure. Like I don't, I never question if you guys are actually my friends anymore. I never question if like you guys are talking badly about me or I never question if like, oh, they probably, you know, don't care about me anymore because I live in Arizona. Like those things don't cross my mind anymore. And I think that's really, that shift is really cool. Right. It's so much healthier too. Like when I was like living at home, well, I feel like the first year of college, we were all like in different places. And then it, like, I felt like that was probably, like, I feel like that was one of the hardest transitions for me coming out of school. Like, I went from living a five-minute walking distance to each, either living with my best friends or living a five-minute walking distance to my best friends in, or boyfriend at the time. And I, I, I think I just knew it obviously wasn't long-term. So like, I don't think I prepared myself enough for like post-grad, like how hard that was going to be when like I was having a shitty day and I couldn't just go sit on Emily's couch or go for a walk with Ashley, like, or go for like one of our drives where we would just drive around roll champagne for three hours and my (laughs) beater, um, (laughs) 
and like blast music. Um, and I feel like that was just such a hard, that was such a hard adjustment for me. Like first year post-grad was some of like the best memories I have. And they're all with, with you guys genuinely, but like they were so few and far in between because we only got to see each other like a handful of times, you know? And it's like that now, which it's, it's still hard, but we've obviously gotten more used to it. And I also think like we're, we're more financially secure now, or I'm like, I'm speaking for my, I'm definitely more financially secure now. So it's a lot easier. Like if I'm missing Emily or like Ash, like if I want to see you, like it's so much easier to like, just make that jump and like, go do that. Like, and also, well, Ashley, you lived in Omaha at the time, which was in bum, like bumfuck. So you're a lot closer now. Um, but yeah, that was definitely like the hardest adjustment. Like right after mm-hmm. we graduated college that first year, we went on so many trips together. Like we went to Colorado. We went, where else did we go? I mean, Chicago. I Chicago a St. lot Louis. of times. We went St. to St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, you I went guys came out to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I think is really important is, you know, if you can afford it, which obviously, like, when we would visit each other, we'd be staying with each other. So we're not really paying for vacations. Right. But we made sure that we had those shared experiences of, like, going to visit each other where we lived. Making sure we had kind of that next date on the calendar of when we knew we were going to hang out again, even if it was six months from now. Yeah. So we're it like, makes okay, me feel so... All, like, we're going to see... It makes me Airbnb feel so stressed when we don't... When I don't know when I'm in a... Like, we're all... the five of us are going to be together again which now it's also getting to the point where like and we have your like all of your wedding stuff this year so I like I knew that was happening next year we'll have like my wedding stuff so like like we have like trips planned in like already and things like that but like I'm like even like just going to dinner three weeks from now like I cannot wait like I'm looking forward to that so much and then when we would like leave a scenario and not have like the next thing planned I would like it would make me so anxious but now we just like are a little bit more spontaneous you do have to make it a priority though right like when you live right when you the five of you us live in different places I think a lot of people can listening can probably relate to not living in the same place as their like best friends and so you do have to make it a priority and like sometimes yeah finances can get in the way or like jobs and just different things like that but like if you want to maintain those friendships and we maintain our friend like Ashley said we text every day and Ashley makes sure to send something weird every day so like (laughs) we, we keep in contact every day but like when we're in person like our lake we do a week a yearly lake geneva trip and they're always like so much fun just us girls and so when we make we make it a priority and when we're together we are so intentional about making sure that that time is just like the best right like quality Mm -hmm. time and i think that's something really unique about our our friendship too is we're very good about prioritizing time together i think yes and And everybody is kind of at like different dynamics in their life like some of us are engaged some in relationships some in newer relationships some are single and it's been fluctuating like that since we met each other basically and being in a really different life stage as somebody can be difficult but we just I feel like make it so normal we're like oh you just want to have a girls night like no guys that's totally fine or you want to bring your boyfriends that's fine too 
Like we mm-hmm. make sure to kind of make sure everybody feels good and included and we have that quality time together. And even like when we were first out of college and didn't really have that much money, for example, like when we went to Colorado, we're like, okay, we're going to find a cheap Airbnb. We're all going to sleep in we the same room. poisoning <laughs> for $1 chicken tea <laughs> Because we were like, we're by, we're literally getting the cheapest thing on the menu. <laughs> we were getting the Groupons. Like we went on a bar crawl that was like on Groupon or something. And that was what we did. And we just make it work because we're like, okay, some of us are in different like income ranges right now because, you know, some of us are in grad school, some are working full time. Right. So we, you just make it work and you have to kind of adapt to that, especially the first couple of years out of college, but it just makes it more fun. Because you're there to hang out with your friends. Right. Right. For example, like when we went to like Geneva, when Brady and I just finished up school and you guys were like, we'll pay for more of the boat because we know you guys don't have the financial uh, means Mm -hmm. right now. And like things like that, like mean a lot to a friendship, I think, because it's like you you're cognizant of the other person's um, situation. Worries. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes a long way in maintaining strong friendships is when you are aware of what's going on in someone's life and then you make like Ashley was saying like you adapt to that and you make it so that you guys can all still be together and still have really good times and yeah and, and like, like um you like you live in so we took graduation pictures right yeah mm-hmm. that was fun oh my god that week was so I also like look back on our trips and I'm like genuinely those were some of the best times of my life to so date, like fun. first like Geneva trip, Denver, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss, like unreal, <laughs> like, unreal experience. Together, Cancun senior year. I mean, just so much fun. And a lot of times Cancun. we didn't even have plans when we were doing right. a lot of that. It was just kind of like just vibing off each other's like personalities. <laughs> like go, but we know when we're together, it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, Lake Geneva was so random. I don't even know why or how that came to be. And now it's, like, something that we have pledged to do every year. Yeah. Now you're getting so. married there. So you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Court, were you going to say something earlier? You said M. Oh, I was going to say, like, and then, like, Emily um, took, like, a, a you took a year off in between, like, going to grad school and then, um, like, undergrad but you lived in Scottsdale so we like all came to visit you at at certain points because like you lived somewhere that like everyone likes to visit and then we just like stayed with you I I think it's like it's hard but it doesn't it's it's easy if you if you want if you want to make the effort like it's it's not that hard to like see your best friends like it should be in my head like that's a that is a top priority for me and I will, like, you make a, like, if you're making it a priority to see your family, like, you can do the same with seeing, like, your closest friends, especially if it, like, feeds you in the way that it, like, feeds me, you know, like, if it makes you feel that good, then it should be a priority to you, because that is, like, a level of self-care that I don't think you can get from, like, at least for me, like, being around you guys is, like, the, like, the ultimate level of self-care for myself when we haven't been together for so long, and it's just, yeah. like, the five of us chilling, we don't even have to be doing anything. Like we could literally be sitting on the couch, but we don't get that 
like every like every day like we used to and I like miss it so much so like making it a priority is always going to be like a huge priority for me and you do have to do that in adulthood right even if Mm -hmm. you live in the same place like you do have to make it a priority and I know we just touched on that a little bit in our episode with um Divya Robin but yeah making it a priority being vulnerable being open adapting to different needs of different people and making sure that you're cognizant of what's happening in someone's life and you're attentive and you're you know being being the kind of friend that makes friendships grow and thrive I think is important and I think all five of us have that with each other Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. you guys are my bitches forever (laughs) never get rid of me like legitimately will never get rid of me Unless you tell me I need to dye my hair and change my lipstick, I will be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Even they need to still probably be our friend. Yeah, probably. You'd miss us too much. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any other friends. So, like, if you guys stop being my friend, (laughs) it's going to get real sick of me. I was thinking about this, too, is post-grad, like, we've moved around cities. We've all moved cities. And, like... Yeah, obviously, we want to make friends in these new places, but also, I never felt like, oh, I don't have any friends because I'm like, I have my best friends. So that's all, like, I never feel alone. Like, even when I'm physically alone, I still feel like I have you guys. And if I want to make plans or something, I can do that. Yeah, no, that's so true. I I do have other friends. Like, I do, I am capable of having adult friendships I just want to clarify I have friends from work <laughs> thanks, thanks that's for, about it though thanks for clarifying for our audience I'm sure they were very concerned <laughs> I know follow me on Instagram Courtney Carr K-O-R-T-N-E-Y-C-A-R-R um I don't post a lot but when I do it's fire that's right well I also want to become famous on social media so I don't want to ever have to post or have any sort of social strategy but if I could blow up overnight, that would be great. You could sell an NFT or something. I don't know that what that is, Ashley. Means. I genuinely, like, I have no idea what it is. Okay. And we're not. We're well, not you, bought Dodge, <laughs> you bought Dodge Deutsche coins, so I'm not going to take your word. I'm, I'm logging off. It's, get, it's getting to the time in the podcast where <laughs> we just start Where saying. we shit on Ashley for <laughs> buying Dogecoin in 2020, Okay. <laughs> and so I think that before, it's not the first time. Before we go, I feel like we should say the wildest memory that we have from college. It doesn't have to be from college. I'm just assuming that it is of each other. Like like a story. Okay. I'll but keep it. Just remember that I'm a professional. <laughs> so am I. Guys, I'm gonna bring you so many podcast listeners. I probably I might work with some of them. That's fun. We could do that. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I'll start with Ashley. Ashley was definitely the tamest out of all of us, in, like in life. Like not on the boat though in Lake Geneva. <laughs> in Lake Geneva, the not the, the year, the first year with our captain that we loved. <laughs> um I'm not gonna go into that story no sophomore year (laughs) 
what if we see him after my wedding at Chuck's? Full circle moment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we'll I, I think, Ashley, some of my fondest memories with you is when we used to take turns sophomore year getting dressed. Actually, I know, I know exactly what memory it is, and I will, I'm just going to use his name because there's no way that he'll ever hear this podcast. Um, and if he does, then you should marry him. Sorry, Blex. But remember, when we went to the final Halloween party our sophomore year, and you, Berardi, and either Cassie or someone else were dressed up as a three. Oh, the three blind mice. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you. We were like, where did Ashley go? Like, she's so drunk, and I was like, gonna take you home because I was like, that's what Ashley and I did for each other every other night sophomore year. Like, I would take a turn getting too drunk, and then I'd order like she'd order his Jimmy John's and sit in the bathroom with me while I threw up, and then the next night we would flip. But that night it was my turn to let you get super drunk. And I found you like roaming around the house with like your cane because you were one of the three blind mice. And you were like, where's Fratwell? I just like really want to see him. Like, where'd he go? Where's Fratwell? I don't even know this guy's real name, but that's what he was referred to in college at core memory. Like I can visibly see you <laughs> walking out to the second floor of the final senior house. Like just every, almost everyone had left. And you're just like, where is he? Like, where's Fratwell? I don't remember Dead. this. I mean, I remember oh, I after. Do. I remember taking taking the 22 South home with you. Yeah. And then I ordered his Jimmy John's. And I, I think I sat, like, I sat on the sink of, like, the main bathroom on the second floor while you were in the stall. And I just, like, kept the stall open. Just checked on you every five minutes. And then people would, like, come in and be like, is she okay? And I'm like totally fine like we're all it's good fine. <laughs> I got a pulse on it <laughs> Emily oh god Emily what is my favorite I don't even I don't even know where to begin I want to say the Lake Geneva one but I feel like I cannot because that might be too rated R but that was iconic, especially because we ran into him later that day. And and he was like, I've been talking about you girls all day long. And and he was like, are you the one that did? <laughs> so I won't say that one. I'm trying to think of like a somewhat PG one. Here, but I feel like that's not as fun. Think about it. I'll go. For Courtney, I feel like it's sophomore year. <laughs> We were on a bar crawl, and I brought this guy, and he was being rude to me, and he was talking to another girl, oh, and Courtney went up and punched him in the face. <laughs> I do not condone violence of any kind. I but think I slapped like him. Foot seven, so I think he's okay. <laughs> I have sense, like, I like, know him Ashley. to this day. Like, he's yeah. a good friend of <laughs> Yeah, she was like, don't be mean to Ashley. He's like, I'll do he what bought us. He bought us oh McDonald's the next morning, though. Yeah. Do you remember that? And he yeah. drove it to our house. Mm -hmm. So I guess he doesn't. They always come much. back. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then Emily, I don't really remember this personally, but I feel like my 
favorite memory with you is in Cancun. I got too drunk the first day and you like escorted me into the little it wasn't like a cafeteria but like a buffet section of the <laughs> hotel <laughs> and the chicken I, was, I was so drunk like i don't remember i don't know what was in the alcohol in cancun but like i was so blacked out i don't remember any of this but i saw videos the next day and Emily's like feeding me nuggets and then Courtney's ex-boyfriend comes in and someone has a video of this he's like I know that girl and they're like both trying to feed me and then he starts eating the nuggets and all Ashley because all the pikes were making fun of you and then, and then then Riley was like wait I know that girl and then he came over and like put his hand on your back and was like it's okay Ashley here's some more chicken nuggets I was like, and then he started eating the them. Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your face fell oh in, and then Riley started eating them. But I oh, made yeah. sure that I got home safely because we were roommates. Yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> Courtney, I think I, I don't. I am not thinking of like a specific memory, but I'm thinking of a specific trip when I came to visit you in St. Louis. Um, we had so much fun because that was the, the first time. And I think in me and you's friendship that we were both single, like, I don't think that had ever happened yeah. before. And cause like I had a boyfriend in college, then you had a boyfriend. So I feel like it just never happened. Mm-hmm. And so we had like the ultimate girls trip because we were actually, you came for like a day or something, but Courtney and I spent like the whole weekend, like going to Cubs, um, cards games and we were going to tin lizzie's like we were just having the best time ever and i think that's it's always stayed like in my heart because it was like one of the only times not there's anything wrong with Mm -hmm. like being in relationships but i just think that was special that we got to experience that because now we're both wifed up for life yeah it was cinco de mayo i remember you got emily was like i'm going to st louis and i was like fuck it i'm flying from nebraska (laughs) to st louis last minute like i was there for like 24 hours but it was so fun we went to the game on Friday and Sunday. Then Saturday we went out for a Cinco de Mayo. And remember we were at we were at Tin Roof and I had lost my ID. Classic. So on brand. So I was like going around with my passport and it was like a picture from when I was 16 in high school. And the general manager was checking IDs and he was a guy who had like DM'd me on Instagram to go on a date with me. Yeah. <laughs> he like looked at my ID and he looked at me and he was like, I, is this even you like my mom has told me that's the ugliest picture she's ever seen I was like first of all Dana we don't need that kind of energy but also Emily the trip that we took with Coops and Andrew in Colorado that's also like a core memory well one that we probably don't remember but you <laughs> dipping the bread her. in the water <laughs> oh yeah yeah you did I was like, I'm coming. No one's going anywhere without me. So everybody has that needy friend that just has back, to show up. Back when Ashley was insecure. I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. I, we happen to have overlapping trips. Yeah. Uh, no, that I love that couple ship that we took court. And then Ashley crashed. Um, yeah. But no, so fun. Um, and so Ash, fun. I think I'll always remember going to um, – Antelope Canyon with you and you being so terrified to go near the edge and I'm like Ashley take a pic- picture of no actually this is not, this is not 
horseshoe bend because Antelope Canyon is not a cliff, but there's that horseshoe bend. I'm like on the edge of my theater hanging over and Ashley's in the back having a panic attack. And not the panic attacks are funny, but it was just polar opposite. I was like a hundred feet from the edge. We went to the Grand Canyon the next day and I, Emily had to have someone else take pictures for her because I was like, I'm not, I mean, literally we're like walking around the rim and I'm like over here in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just oh like, God, I just realized I'm scared of heights. Living my best life in the videos. Over there, like <laughs> Emily swinging her legs over the edge. I'm like, oh my god, dear God. <laughs> no, I can see this. I wasn't there, but I can mentally like picture it. Ashley, like, you going down any mountain, and you like rolled, rolled literally rolled. <laughs> We went to Colorado and we randomly got out of the car and we were like walking up the side of the snowy mountain. I have no idea. It wasn't a trail. Like we were just like, oh, a cliff. Let's walk up it. And there's like no other cars in the parking lot. And we get to the top and then I start like, I'm like afraid to go down because it's so steep. And I'm like, rolling down like log rolling down like just trying to get to safety <laughs> that was unreal that times was a good trip, but well that was an amazing trip every trip we've taken has been great it has been and um i hope you all enjoyed listening to our <laughs> our throwback episode talking about our college experiences and post-grad and also how we've transitioned in our friendships from um insecure just secure <laughs> um, from being unable to talk about deep stuff to being able to talk about literally anything and give each other advice and you know disagree with each other and so if you're wondering how to strengthen your friendship we hope that some of the points that we brought up were helpful and thanks so much Courtney Carr for coming on the podcast and we'd love yes, to have you back you. sometime if the episode does well no, I'm just kidding <laughs> if it does numbers. you're gonna have to pay me next time I don't work for free first one's for free second one is for a fee is that the same fair enough 20% Fair enough. Well, don't forget to um, subscribe so you can get the weekly episode download and give us a review and a rating. It really helps out the show. And um, at the end of every episode, Court, we do this thing where we say we love you. So we'd love to have you join on in on that. Like, at, like on it. No, we just say love, love you, you to guys. each other. <laughs> oh, I thought it had to be in unison. All right. Oh, no. Well, I love I love you, bitch. Do you listen to any I'll of our episodes, Courtney? No, <laughs> well, I didn't know what you were gonna make me do. I told you I was nervous, and I have listened. I gave you guys very positive notes. You did. God, you gave, gave us a five star review, Court C forty four. I did. <laughs> okay, it's time to sign off. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Love you. See you in a couple Bye. weeks. Bye. Bye.